And we're back to talk a little NFC East with my friend Mitch. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Glad to be here again. Oh, yeah. Football season's right around the corner, so we're going to break down the NFC East for you guys. First up, we got the Dallas Cowboys. They were 6-10 and last year under Mike McCarthy. Dak was injured. Tyron Smith was injured. Lionel Collins was injured. They're all back and healthy this year. Um, they added Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. Drafted Micah Parsons out of Penn State and uh, Kelvin Joseph, a nice corner out of Kentucky. Um, what are your thoughts this year for the Cowboys? I think the biggest thing, and I think we all know what the biggest win was this offseason, and it wasn't anything in the draft, uh, wasn't any other free agent signing. It was the fact that they re-signed Dak, got him for the four years, 160 mil, 120 guaranteed. Uh, so got that done. We know that's been uh, that had been the elephant in the room for a really long time. If and when they're going to get him uh, back under contract, get him resigned, and especially with the the gruesome ankle injury last year, we knew there was a lot of stuff up in the air about were they going to be willing to give him that type of money. Now, I'm glad they did. I think it was in their best interest for the immediate future to get him resigned. Uh, I know I'm a little biased when it when it comes to me giving my quarterback rankings, but I think Dak is right there. Uh, if not a top five quarterback, he's right outside of it in my opinion, I think. So getting him under contract I think was a good thing. Uh, I thought the few games he got under his belt last year, he played very, very well. He was leading the league in passing. Uh, the two wins that they got before he got hurt, were simply because he had to outscore the other team because there was a non-existent defense on the other side uh, to help him out. So that was the biggest win. Uh, now, will he remain healthy? Was Is that ankle good going into this next season so far? From video, from him talking, from different things I've seen, I feel like Dak looks like he's going to be on track to go right into training camp and be a full go and think he's going to be fine. And I will say before that gruesome injury last year, he had a great track record of not missing games, of being a tough guy, not getting hurt. So as long as that ankle's healthy like it, it, like it seems to be, I think he'll be healthy and he'll be fine this year. So I think that's the biggest thing is uh, getting him. Uh, they went drafting Michael Parsons. I was really happy with the way uh, that happened. Uh, I, I like that pick. I think he'll be a, a, a nice addition to the defense. But we know the secondary is the biggest question. Uh, will there be – will a guy like Kelvin Joseph be able to come in and have an impact right away? Uh, they signed a couple other guys, a guy like Keanu Neal. You're going to play him at safety. You're going to play him in inside and play him at linebacker. Some of these other guys are going to be able to make a difference. And is Dan Quinn going to make you better on defense? Coming over from Atlanta, obviously losing that head coaching job. I think him being able to focus on a defense and just be a coordinator, I don't see how the defense could be worse than it was last year, especially with the COVID stuff limiting training camp and the preparation before the season. Uh, I feel like having Dan Quinn – uh, having a full training camp to implement a system, how good they're going to be remains to be a question, but there's no doubt I think they'll be better. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to go Dan Quinn as their biggest pickup. Um, we saw what he did as a defense coordinator in Seattle. He did a lot of good things there, and um, they keep on adding defensive pieces. I think they drafted all defense in this draft, really made that a priority, as it should have been. Diggs looked really good last year, the corner they drafted. I think Kelvin Joseph would be a fine addition. And you mentioned Micah Parsons. He'll be all over the field. Probably the best defensive player in the draft. 
I, I like this Cowboys team next year. I think the offense is going to be back, and it's going to be better than ever. Tyron Smith got a lot of stuff cleaned up, and Lionel Collins, those are some of the best tackles in the league. Dak Prescott's still hovering around top 10 QB, I think. He's he's still very good. Ezekiel Elliott's going to need to pick it up and be a little better than he has been, but I do understand that he's older and the mileage on him is quite is, <laughs> is, is very much up there because he even, he even had a lot of reps at Ohio State that probably shouldn't have been, but... Um, I like this Cowboys team for this year. I think they're going to be good. They should be a playoff team under Mike McCarthy. I like the additions they've made. I think Mike McCarthy's done the proper things to get this team on pace to be a playoff team. And to, I mean, who knows? This division, a lot of these teams in this division, it's just you don't really know who's going to come out of it, I think. But I do know Dallas is going to be one of the teams, and I think they will be a playoff team, barring any unforeseen injuries. Just need Mike McCarthy to smash a few more watermelons. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with that for sure. Uh, part of it too, I think, and it definitely benefits the Cowboys as it almost did last year, even with the awful season that it turned out to be, having a chance to make the playoffs there at the end. The division's just not great. Is it going to be better than last year? Yes, and we'll get into some of these other guys and these other teams in a little bit. But I think Dallas, they'll definitely have the offense back. CeeDee Lamb's going to be back and better. You still got Michael Gallup, uh, Amari Cooper. Going to get Blake Jarwin back from injury to go with Dalton Schultz. I mean, and then, of course, you got Dak, Zeke, and then lights. I think Tony Pollard will be even better this year, too. So you got weapons galore on the, on the offense. Like you talked about the offensive linemen. We know Zach Martin is maybe the best guard in the league. We know Tyron Smith, when healthy, is one of the best tackles. Lyle Collins, one of the best tackles. And you pretty much didn't have Lyle Collins at all last year and didn't have Tyron Smith for almost the entire season last year. So if their line can remain healthy and go forward and and those guys can produce and be what they've been in the past, I think the offense will be, if not the top, one of the top three in the NFL. If the defense can be somewhere near average – I think they will win this division, and I don't think they should have any problems doing so. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about the Washington football team. I'm going to try to say this name right throughout this whole thing. It still gets to me a little bit. <laughs> Last year they were 7-9 and nine under new head coach Ron Rivera. This offseason they made a quarterback change, letting Alex Smith retire and signing Ryan Fitzpatrick. They also picked up Curtis Samuel from the Panthers, William Jackson, the good corner from Cincinnati, They drafted Jamin Davis, one of my favorite players out of Kentucky, the linebacker. They drafted Samuel Cosme, the Texas tackle. And, of course, you still have that dominant defensive line there in Chase Young and Jonathan Allen and those guys. What do you expect out of the Washington football team this year? As a Cowboys fan, if I'm being honest with you, Cole, this is the team that scares me the most out of any of the other teams in the East. I'm a big fan of Fitzmagic. Uh, I I feel like everywhere he's gone, we know the the type of gunslinger he can be. He he does have a tendency to throw some picks, but he also throws a lot of touchdowns and for a lot of yards and can get teams into games. And I thought that was the biggest thing lacking from Washington last year. And I'll give all the respect in the world to Alex Smith. I thought he did a fine job getting them into the playoffs, but we know the limitations he has as a quarterback. And I think Fitzpatrick is going to add a lot and a whole other dynamic to this offense. Uh, and the likes of adding Curtis Samuel to an already uh, 
already budding weaponry they had on offense between Antonio Gibson at running back, Terry McLaurin, uh, Logan Thomas having that breakout year at tight end last year. They Offense, without a doubt, got better. And we know that defense is their calling card. Ron Rivera did a good job coaching those young guys up last year. Uh, we know that beast of a defensive line that they're, they're developing right now. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have a chance to really compete for this division, I think. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's definitely going to make the offense better, like I said. Uh, and it, it's going to be tough. As I, like I said, as a Cowboys fan, this is a team that scares me a little bit. Uh, I think Ron Rivera – uh, he might be the best coach in the entire division. I, I've really liked him since he was at Carolina. And uh, it's, it's going to be a battle for Dallas to try and beat these guys out. But I think Washington did a really good job this offseason improving their team. Yeah, I, I like this Washington football team. I like the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he'll be, like he always is, he'll be up and down throughout the season. But as long as he can be consistent for a few weeks heading toward the playoffs, this team should be okay. They have, they have added some good weapons. They have Curtis Samuel on the outside. Um, defensively, they just keep adding, it seems like. Jamin Davis, the Kentucky linebacker, I thought was one of the seals of the draft. Um, William Jackson, a solid corner. Um, th- this team just seems to keep getting better, and I do like Ron Rivera as a coach. He's taken a team to a Super Bowl before with Cam Newton as his quarterback, so I don't see why he couldn't take Ryan Fitzpatrick there if he wanted to. Th- this, this team has a lot of promise this year. I don't know where they're going to fall in this division, but if I was Dallas, this team would scare me a little bit just because of the defense they have. Um, but offense usually wins out against defense. So I I think Dallas is better than the Washington football team. I'll say heading into this year, I do think they're better. But they do they would scare me a little bit, the football team. But I'm just interested to see how this roller coaster ride is going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback because they've handed him the keys to a very good roster. Now he just has to go in there and compete. Yeah, I agree. I, I think – both Washington and Dallas, there you could give and take both from both teams and, and make arguments for either one. But something I was thinking about going through the schedules and looking at them, because Washington won the division last year, by default they're stuck playing a first-place schedule this year. So they do have a tough schedule ahead of them. And I think that could be the difference when we come down to the wire in this now 17-game season is they're going to have to play a few more tougher games than Dallas has to play. And that could be the difference in them getting those couple of wins they might need to beat Dallas outright and win this division. So it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I, I like this team. I definitely think they got better. But they do have their work cut out for them with the schedule they're going to have to play against. Yeah. Weapons like Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel on the outside, though. This offense, I think, will be more improved and will be better. But now we go on to the Philadelphia Eagles, who were 4-11 and last year under head coach Doug Peterson. They got a new coach, the only team in the division with a new coach, Nick Sirianni. A couple of moves the Philadelphia Eagles did in the offseason. They traded Carson Wentz. It's Jalen Hurts' year now. They have three first-round picks upcoming for 2022, if that doesn't work out. They drafted Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, Landon Dickinson, the best center in the country, out of Alabama. So what do you think of this Philadelphia Eagle team coming into this year? I think they – they definitely have their work cut out for them. Like you said, they're handing the keys to Jalen Hurts now. Carson Wentz is out of town. You don't have him looming over the shoulder wondering if he's going to get his job back or not. They're basically saying, here you go, Jalen Hurts. If you're going to be our man, then show us. And I thought I thought he came in. He had some good moments last year. But if I'm being uh, 
being honest about what I think he is as a quarterback, uh, I felt like toward the very end of the season, you start to see what he actually is. Team's starting to get film on him. Uh, obviously, I think he'll be improved having a whole offseason between year one and year two. But at the same time, I don't know if he's going to be dynamic enough as a passer to elevate this team to actually contend for, for a division. Now, uh, I know they lost some veteran receivers who seem like Seemed like they were hurt all the time from Alshon Jeffrey to Deshaun Jackson. There, You're replacing them. Getting a guy like Devontae Smith who won the Heisman Trophy, who I think will be a great wide receiver in this league, really like a lot. But do I think he's going to change the whole culture and elevate this team to another level in year one? I don't think so. Uh, Nick Sirianni, new guy they're bringing in uh, to, to run this team. We'll see. I don't. I don't know if he'll be much of an upgrade or not at head coach. It'll be interesting to see what he does or what he's thinking. But uh, I feel like uh, this is definitely going to be a, a rougher year for the stand or by the standards for the Philadelphia uh, Eagle fans. I don't think uh, even with the, the, the division considered considered to be one of the weaker ones in the entire NFL. I still think they'll have trouble competing for it, especially this year. I think maybe we look a year or two down the line, okay, maybe we could see this team back into contention. But right now, I just don't see any way they're going to contend for it this year. I see this team being a year or two away from being really good if Nick Sirianni is the right head coach because they have three first-round picks set up for next year, and that's a lot. That's a lot of first-round picks. And I, I agree with you. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer. I think he's a nice backup in this league. He had a little bit of magic last year before guys got film on him. And it seemed like when they did, it just it just did not work. I just have I have so many concerns about Jalen Hurts' accuracy. I don't think he's that accurate of a quarterback. He is very athletic. He can make some things happen, which is why I think this team will win a few games. They probably shouldn't this year. But whether they're a playoff team or they win the division, I don't think that's happening. But but you look at their defense, Darius Slay, Fletcher Cox, Ryan Kerrigan, Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham. They have a very good defense there. And offensively, they've added the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, Dickerson. Um, they still have Zach Ertz, Jalen Rager, their first-round pick last year, Greg Ward, Bolgum. They have a good, solid core there. They just need to improve and tweak some things, and this team could be really good because I do like the direction that it's going. And they'll probably have to use one of those first-round picks on a quarterback next year, and they can continue to build the team. But this is a team that next year or the year after that could be contending for the for the NFC East crown, I should say. But this year, I just don't think it's a, a possibility. Plus, none of us know what Nick Sirianni has in his bag. We don't know. We don't know this guy. The hire was kind of questionable. And I think there's just too many question marks in Philadelphia with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts for anyone to say what this team's going to be. Oh, I'm right there with you, Cole. You, you got a big question mark with Sirianni. Just, we'll see what he's got and see how, he, how how it goes with him this year. But I do think Jalen Hurts is the middleman right now between franchise quarterbacks for this for this franchise. I think they're thinking we're going to roll with him this year. Got a lot of young guys to improve and get better. And I think they realize that they're a year or two away. And I do think, just like you said, that – they're going to use a first-round pick on a quarterback next year and try and get their guy. Uh, and I don't think they truly believe Jalen Hurts is the man, but for now, he's got the keys. He's got a chance to go prove some guys wrong. Uh, I think they will sneak up on some people and get a couple wins that you probably 
don't expect them to get right now looking at their schedule just because their defense will keep them in some games. And Jalen Hurts is dynamic enough as a runner and, and can make some plays that he might have a couple big games this year and be able to do that. And, and they do have some good offensive weapons around him. I like Miles Sanders. Uh, uh, they went added Carryon Johnson, another running back. And then between Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager will improve, Travis Fulgham, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, they got guys to throw it to. Uh, but uh, like I said, I still think they're a year away. And they're going and they're just going to find it tough to compete this year because of it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the offensive line, head coach, quarterback, these are all just huge question marks this year. Um, now we're going to move on to the last team in this division, the New York Giants, who finished six and ten last year under head coach Joe Judge. Saquon Barkley's coming back from his ACL injury. What do you think about this team? I'll say this, if you we're looking at any one team and talking about teams that tried to go make splashes in free agency, this was the team that definitely tried to say, hey, we're going to go to the free agent market and improve. They went and got wide receiver Kenny, Doll- Kenny Galladay, who I think is their best sign that they made. Obviously had a nice run in Detroit. Uh, now he's going to be with the Giants, gives them a, a, another a red zone threat, end zone threat to throw it to and try to improve Daniel Jones. Went and got John Ross, uh, the speedster from Cincinnati, who didn't do much as a receiver, but maybe a change of scenery will help him out. Went out of guys like Adore Jackson at corner, Kyle Rudolph at tight end to go with Evan Ingram, who they already had, running back Devontae Booker. And then you get Saquon Barkley coming back from injury, so uh, to go along with Sterling Shepard and some of those other guys. So they got weapons on offense. But all of the arrows and all of the fingers are going to be pointed back to one guy, and it's going to be Daniel Jones. Is is he good enough? Is he good enough to compete for this division? Is he going to take the next step uh, as a quarterback, or is he just going to be typical Daniel Jones that he's been the last two years, who I don't think is a bad quarterback, but is he – does he have the potential to take that next step and be elite and, and, and take this team to the next level? Right now, I'm, I lean towards no, but maybe he'll prove us wrong this year. I know their line is still a little bit of a work in progress, and that doesn't help much, but he will have a lot more weapons uh, to throw to on offense. And I do like this defense. Their defense was, was solid last year. I think they'll improve even more this year. I thought Joe Judge did a good job coaching them up. Uh, they'll compete toward the top of the division. I just think they're slightly behind Dallas and Washington at this point. Well, for me, we were talking about Philly. The question mark's all over Philadelphia. For this New York Giants team, there's only one question mark to me, and that's Daniel Jones. This team, to me, would scare the crap out of me if I was a Dallas Cowboys fan because they have weapons all over the field on offense. As you said, they spent a lot of money to get guys like Rudolph, Galladay. Um, they've added more to this great defense that they already had. They drafted Kadarius Toney. Um, the wide receiver out of Florida, just a very speedy guy too, kind of like John Ross, who they have in place now. I think Joe Judge might be the best coach in this division. The jury's still out on him. It's his second year. He's he's a young coach, but I mean, I really liked what he did last year. They competed in about every game, and you could any game they were in, they could have won. This this to me is just a great coach, and they have a great staff here. And this football team has a lot of talent. And I, I'm a big believer in Kenny Galladay. I saw firsthand what he did in Detroit for many years. This guy's a top 10 wide receiver in the league, possibly top five from when he's healthy, when he's right. He's just a guy he can throw up and he'll go get the ball. But Daniel Jones, as you said here, 
this guy is just the biggest question mark on this team because I, I love the roster. I love the coach. I just I don't know about Daniel Jones. This is a make-or-break year for him. If Daniel Jones plays really well this year, they'll win the division. To me, it's easy. As good as Dallas is and good as Washington is, if Daniel Jones goes out and balls out, I think the coaching staff, especially the defense, we, we don't talk enough about how good this New York Giants defense was last year and the weapons they have coming back and they've added on offense. This team will win the division if Daniel Jones has a great year. If he doesn't, a mediocre year, you find yourself kind of in a limbo. But this is a big year for Daniel Jones because if he doesn't have a great year this year, you're kind of in a, between a rock and a hard place if you're the Giant tending in next year because you have this great roster, you have a young head coach, you're building this great team, and you don't have a guy that can take you to where you want to be. So a big year for Daniel Jones this year to see if he can just do it and make it happen. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Cole. I mean – it, like I said, the fingers are going to be pointed at Daniel Jones all season. Uh, where I rank them and how I, how I feel about them compared to the other teams in this division is based off of how I feel about him. I, I, I realize how good the defense is. The, obviously, between Kenny Galladay to the other offensive pieces they added, they are dangerous. They have the ability to be a very good football team if he steps up to the plate and delivers this year. But based off of what I've seen and just how I feel about Daniel Jones, I don't have a lot of confidence in him doing that this year. And I think that's the separator right now. Like you said, if he does step up, arguably and probably the best team in this division and will go win it and be one of the top teams in the NFC, if he doesn't, have a chance to miss the playoffs again this year. And a, long, and a more minor headline, and I think – I think he will be fine this year coming back. Had had the whole offseason to recover, missed most of the season last year. But is Saquon going to be able to stay healthy? Because when he's healthy, I think he's easily a top three running back in football, uh, how explosive and how dynamic he is. And when you're able to have him on the floor or on the field, it's going to make Daniel Jones better and just add one more element to this offense. But if he can't stay on the field and he continues to have injury problems, that takes away a big part of their offense as well. But like we said, comes down to old Danny Dimes. We'll see if he can deliver this year. All right. Before we wrap up this division, we're going to go through one through four real quick on the rankings of what we're going to have in this division. Who who wins this division one through four? All right. The way I, the way I have it uh, predicted out uh, – I think with the new 17-game schedule, I wrote records in besides all of these guys. But I think at the top, going 10-7, and seven, I have the Dallas Cowboys right now. I think not having to play a first-place schedule, and then if they keep everybody healthy uh, for the majority of this season, I think they'll be good enough to go 10-7. and seven. Uh, Then right behind them, I think it'll be one of these things like it typically is in this division where we'll come down all the way to the final week. Uh, waiting to see who's going to come out on top. But I have the Washington football team going 9-8. and eight, And I think the big separator is the fact they're going to have to play uh, that first-place schedule this year. Might lose a couple more games than uh, you would think they would lose simply because they got to play those teams compared to, the other te- compared to the other teams in this division. But they'll finish second at 9-8. and eight. Third, I have the New York Giants uh, at 8-9. and nine. I think uh, – Danny, uh, Danny Dimes himself 
Uh, he's going to be – he will be the reason they lose a couple more games that you think they should have won at the end of this year, and I think it's going to be the difference in them not making the playoffs. And then I think Philadelphia is going to have it rough this year. Uh, between 4-13, and 5-12, and 12, I expect them to finish around there and be toward the bottom of the league and uh, have a tough time competing this year. So Dallas in, at, up top, Washington second, Giants third, Eagles last. Uh, that's my one through four. Okay. I did not put records by mine, so, um, but I did have Dallas winning the division as well. I just think with um, Mike McCarthy bringing this team back, everybody's coming back healthy. This team will be at the top of the division, and Dallas is still the gold standard in this division. Mike McCarthy needs to smash a few more watermelons, though. That'd be nice. Um, second, I have the Giants in this division just simply because I like Fitzpatrick, but I, I have a lot of questions about him this year, even though he played well coming off the bench kind of in Miami. I think there will be parts this year, if he's going to be the starter the whole year, he he will struggle. And I think the New York Giants roster, I just I just feel like the Giants are just right there, just a hair better than the football team. So I have Dallas, then the New York Giants, and then they have the Washington football team because I still think they're better than the Philadelphia Eagles, who should finish last in the division. But after saying all this, I'm going to say all these teams will be very close together at the end of the year. This will not be a – the first-place team is so much better than the last-place team. This would be a division where all these teams are very close in record together at the end of the year. I just think Dallas wins this division because of their talent and because of everybody they're bringing back and Dan Quinn coming in as the D.C. Um, that's just how I feel about this. But all right, we'll be right back to talk about the AFC East next. And now Mitch is back with me to break down the AFC East. We're going to go first with the Buffalo Bills, who finished with a record of 13-3 last year under head coach Sean McDermott. They lost in the AFC title game to the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you expect out of Buffalo? I'd expect Buffalo to pick right up where they left off last year. They were one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, I thought they had a legitimate chance to get themselves to the Super Bowl last year, and I think they got another nice chance to do it this year. Uh, Went and added a few guys this year. Uh, added Emmanuel Sanders, tied in Jacob Hollister. They drafted a couple of uh, defensive ends, Gregory Russo, Carlos Basham. But uh, they're just add to a team that was already good on both sides of the ball. We know Josh Allen has ascended into one of the top quarterbacks in this league. In my opinion, one of the top four or five. Uh, really like where his game has gone. I think a big reason his game took the leap it did was the addition of Stephon Diggs, who I think is a top three or four receiver in this league right now. So uh, Buffalo definitely, it's on a platter for them to go win this division this year. And uh, I think they're going to win 13 or 14 games again. Uh, and I expect them to be dominant and compete for a Super Bowl again. Yeah, the growth of Josh Allen last year was great to watch because I was I was rooting for this guy when he came into the league because there were so many reports of how he has the best arm you've ever seen. He's a huge guy from Wyoming. Um, the trade for Stephon Diggs definitely helped him a lot. And guys like Cole Beasley running across the field. Um, Stephon Diggs might have had the most targets of any wide receiver last year. Um, this offense just really kicked into high gear with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs coming together last year. Like you said, they added Emmanuel Sanders. Even added Mitchell Trubisky this year. Um, but, yeah, they drafted some defensive guys. I, I do think this Buffalo team will pick right back where they left off, as you said. It's going to be a little tougher this year because Miami and New England probably are going to be a little better, especially New England. The Jets can't get worse. They might be a little better. Well, they might. 
don't know. They might get worse. But anyway, yeah, this is the this is the Bills' division to lose. They should be great again this year. I would not be surprised if they were back in the AFC title game. Their only hurdle they have to get through this year, to me, their big hurdle is the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a team that beat them in the regular season, I think. Well, no, they the Bills beat them in the regular season. The Chiefs beat them in the playoffs. So you have to get over that hump. I understand it's Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs are even better this year, as I'll get into later. But, yeah, the Buffalo Bills, the, the, this is their year again where they can come in and really make some noise and probably go to the AFC Championship game, game again. They just have to get over one hurdle, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I agree with that. I think any team in the AFC right now, they're looking, thinking, how can we get through Kansas City uh, to get to the Super Bowl? I think Buffalo is probably as close as anybody to being able uh, being able to say, okay, we're, we're, we're right there to do that. Now, we'll see. Josh Allen took a lot of steps forward last year. Is it possible for him to take more steps forward this year and be even better than he was? So I think we won't be able to determine that until we get into the playoffs, until we probably see them against the Kansas City Chiefs playing for AFC Championship most likely uh, if, they, if, if they both get there for us to determine that. But I do think they got a great shot to compete with them, uh, to make a run to a Super Bowl. Uh, but this team, they're just, they're just great last year. I loved watching them, loved watching them ascend. And I just – while Miami and New England are both respectable, uh, I don't think – Either one of them uh, have the weapons or the firepower to try and overthrow the Bills or, or jump up and compete with them. And I think they'll run away uh, with AFC East this next year once again. Yeah, and that leads us right into New England, who last year was 7-9 and nine under Bill Belichick. Um, they missed the playoffs for the first time since I can remember, I think since Tom Brady tore his ACL in 2007. I think that's the first time they missed the playoffs since then. Um, Cam Newton had COVID last year. So that impacted the team a little bit. And you talked earlier about how the Giants dipped their toes in free agency. This team went all out in free agency like we've never seen. What do you think about the Patriots this year? It's surprising because this is not typical of of New England, but went all in, got themselves two bedtime tight ends in Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, went and got some wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. They definitely said, okay, we had – had a depletion of weapons on offense last year. We're going to make sure that we improve that, and we're going to improve it through free agency this year. So they went and did that. Uh, and I do feel like uh, you talk, you, you already talked about the COVID stuff with Cam Newton last year that had that in the middle of the season. And it, it appeared to slow him down, and he was never quite himself after that. But golly, man, I mean, it's like he's throwing to, to trash cans and, and, and to nothing out there half the time he's out there playing quarterback. And we know, as much as I love and respect Cam Newton, he's not the one of the greater passers in this league. Uh, I do think he's a solid quarterback, but at the same time, man didn't have anything to work with, and New England didn't do him any favors with the weapons he had last year. So he was working with very little. Uh, I expect him to look a lot better. Uh, this year with those weapons. I know they went and drafted Matt Jones, and Matt Jones is their guy of the future, but I do think Cam's going to hold on to the reins this year. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's washed. I know he's had some accuracy problems, but I do think, like I said, a lot of that last year had to do with the depletion of weapons, and you could tell when he caught COVID in the middle of the year, he just never quite got back into the rhythm uh, throwing the ball as he was early, early on in the season last year. Uh, but I expect this team, uh, I think they're going to finish right, uh, not right behind Buffalo, but I, that, I do think that they can 
they'll be competing with Miami for that second spot. But I do think they're a little bit better than Miami. And a lot of that's because of these additions they made in free agency. And I think Cam will be more solid this year because of that. Uh, and I think they'll be right back in the midst to try and get back into the playoffs. You mentioned Mac Jones, one of the two rookie quarterbacks in this division. Um, I think Mac Jones will start eventually for the New England Patriots this year. I think they'll have to pull Cam Newton out. Um, the accuracy problems are just going to become too much for me because he's been a, he's been a good quarterback, a great quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. But now that he's getting older, he has to rely more on his accuracy, and it just seems like it's not there. And the more you just kind of want it to be there, it's just not. Um, they did add a lot of weapons, as you said. They added Trent Brown to that offensive line via trade. Um, that'll be a great left tackle for him, one of the best in the league. They got Judon, Kyle Van Noy back from Miami, Jalen Mills. Um, so they've really bolstered up this roster, and I think Mac Jones will come in in the middle of this year to give him a little bit more consistent play. But um, besides the quarterback question marks, I think this team could be a playoff team very well. They'll be battling for that sixth or seventh spot of this year, I think. They'll obviously have to compete with Miami, who has a great, great defense. But I like this New England Patriot team. Bill Belichick's probably the greatest coach of all time, not counting them out. So I think this New England Patriots team should be right back in the playoff hunt. Just the only question is Cam or Mac Jones. But, you know, this year Mac Jones could come in and start lighting it up, and this could be a dangerous team. I just – I just my, my faith in Cam Newton has just dwindled and dwindled as the years have gone on. Oh, I, I, I get where you're coming from with that. Last year, there were, if you, you watched this team – and it, it it was rough to watch a lot of times on offense, watching him try to throw the ball, whether it whether it's more so him and his accuracy problems and the fact that he's not the athletic QB, uh, that he not quite athletic as he used to be, or was it a more more so the depletion of weapons that he didn't have? I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. I like I like Cam. I'd like to put my faith in him that he's going to be able to get the job done this year. But I do think if whether it's by injury or for whatever reason, if Cam Newton uh, ends up getting replaced or Matt Jones has to come into the game at any point, whether it's game one or two, whether it's game 10 or 11 or whenever, when Matt Jones gets inserted into this lineup, he's he's not coming out. He's, gonna, he's the guy from there on out. I don't think there's going to be any, okay, we put him in, we're going back to Cam. Once he's in, they're going all in on Matt Jones, and they're going to ride with him. Uh, I think they would prefer uh, him to sit and watch and, and, and get a year under his belt before they just throw him out there. But he is a smart guy, had a lot of success last year at Alabama. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the moment he gets thrown in this year, whenever that could be, if it, if it happens, if he did come in and have success. So it'll, it'll be interesting to watch that dynamic, who ends up being the guy that, they, that, that they're rolling with uh, Come playoff time, we're getting down toward the wire, trying to get into the playoffs here at the end. Uh, if Cam will be able to come back and, and, and rebound this year, or if Matt Jones is going to get in there and be the guy, be the guy they ride with on, on into their future. And that leads us right into the Miami Dolphins, who last year were 10-6 and under head coach Brian Flores. Tua Tungavailoa is the starting quarterback now. First year, Fitzpatrick has gone and left to Washington, as we just mentioned. Jacoby Brissett was signed to this team in case anything happens again with Tua. What do you think of the Dolphins? I thought I, another team, they went and, and, and made some good uh, additions in the offseason, whether through the draft or through free agency. Went and got really fast on the outside, added Will Fuller through free agency, drafted wide receiver Jalen Waddell from Alabama, who, in my opinion, 
probably he would have competed for the Heisman himself before getting injured last year and Devontae Smith being able to run off with that. But uh, two great pickups at receiver with those guys. Uh, two already, I thought, decently talented uh, group of pass catchers they had uh, with Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki and then some of those other guys they already have. And then they added uh, Jalen Phillips, uh, edge rusher through the draft. So I think this Miami Dolphins team, I think they're good. I like Brian Flores. I thought he did an excellent job last year. The defense is great. Offense is improved uh, as far as who they've added. But uh, I think it's going to come back down to Tua. Is Tua going to be their guy for the future? I know he came in last year. There's some shakiness to him, some questions if he, he can actually go win games as a quarterback or if he's going to be a guy that has to basically uh, has to has to moderate the game and keep it close, hope his defense can go out there and make plays for him and rely on the run game. All I can say is we're going to find out this year if he's the guy because there's way too many weapons on this team for him to come out there and not be effective and not be able to go out there and win games and, and, and add to what their defense already gives them. If he can't go win with these guys and all the speed and, and the weaponry they have on offense, uh, I think they're going to have to start thinking about going in a different direction at quarterback. I think that's exactly like you just said, why they went and got Jacoby Brissett. I don't know if they're 100% in on Tua right now. I think there's some things they saw last year that made them think, ah, we're not completely for sure. We'll try to give him the benefit of the doubt as a rookie. But he's not a rookie anymore. He's got the weapons. Is Tua going to be able to go out there and do it with him? We'll see. Yeah, you mentioned the pickups they have on the offensive side of the ball. Waddle, Will Fuller, and Gusecki is still there. Um, this team just has a lot of they, – they have a lot of weapons on, on the offensive side of the ball for Tua. The questions are all just on Tua now. What what will he do? What you said was very well said. I don't I don't have much more to add. It's just it's on Tua this year. This is a great team. This is a good coach. The defense was dominant this year. They had a corner who had the most interceptions in the league. Um, so th- this team is solid. It's all just on Tua this year. I think. I agree. Now we're going to move on to the last team in this division, the New York Jets, who were two and fourteen last year under Adam Gase's hyperdrive. They've added Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator from the San Francisco 49ers, as their head coach. Sam Darnold was shipped out to Carolina. Zach Wilson was drafted second overall out of BYU. What do you think of this team? I think we're, it's, it's going to be a lot of the same as it's been for this New York Jets team. They went and added a couple couple guys besides Zach Wilson, the obvious, that they went and, and drafted this this past year to be their quarterback for for the future Went and drafted offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker, who I do like. I think he'll be a solid offensive lineman in this league for years to come. Added Corey Davis from Tennessee, who will help their passing game. Added Tevin Coleman at running back. Uh, but I think this team is still – they're still probably two years away from seeing if they'll be able to compete and get back into the mix for this division. Uh, still still a little ways to go in developing these guys uh, – I don't know about Zach Wilson. I know he – we had a few quarterbacks in this draft that we're looking at thinking, okay, there's a group of them, Trevor Lawrence being the obvious uh, leader of the pack. Between the rest of these guys, who's, the, who's going to be the second-best quarterback at, when, we, when we look back here in five to ten years uh, coming out of this draft? Is it going to be Zach Wilson? I don't know. I know there's a, there's a, there's a lot of uh, – 
he meets the eye test with a lot of people, had a lot of good workouts, good pro day. People like the arm strength and the athleticism. But I just question a man come from BYU and playing against who he played against in college, not, not the elite level of competition, and not having just tremendous success against the competition he did play against. I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, we know the speed of the NFL game is tremendously faster, and, and, and I do think he, he's going to struggle his rookie year. How much he struggles, uh, is he going to overcome that and, and eventually play through it and get better? We'll see. But I think it's going to be a long year again for the Jets, and Zach Wilson's definitely going to take it on the chin a little bit this year as a rook. Yeah. Um, you, covered, you covered that pretty good, the Zach Wilson thing. So I'm going to go into some other things this team did. Um, I thought they had the best draft and one of the best off-seasons. That doesn't win you any games in the NFL, but I did like what the Jets did, as many jokes as I do make about this team. Um, drafting Elijah Vera Tucker, probably the best guard in the draft out of USC. Drafting Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, possibly the best, one of the best wide receivers in this draft. Definitely a speedster guy. Um, they signed Tevin Coleman, more speed. Sheldon Rankins, a solid defensive tackle. Carl Lawson, one of the best edge rushers in the league. And they got Corey Davis, a solid former top five pick out of Tennessee. So I do like a lot of the additions this Jets team made. I like Robert Sala as a head coach. He was very good on defense for the um, San Francisco 49ers. I do have questions about defensive guys becoming head coaches in the league today. But this team has done a good job in the offseason, you know, really recalibrating and putting this team back together. And they like Zach Wilson and they drafted him. The questions are there. As you said, the competition wasn't as stout as you would like it to be. Um, you had Trey Lance and Justin Fields and even Mac Jones sitting there. A lot of guys who have played in, um, besides Trey Lance, of course, that have played in bigger games. So I have questions about Zach Wilson, but this team did, did a good job in the offseason. But I do think still the biggest hurdle for this team is not their rookie quarterback. It's the fact that the Buffalo Bills are a really good team. The New England Patriots, Bill Belichick's still coaching. They added a lot of good players. The Dolphins, another solid team. This division is just stacked at the top three teams. So they're just kind of down there having to play catch-up right now. So maybe in a year or two, like you said. But um, like the moves they've made, but this division is just tough. Oh, yeah, I agree. You hit it right on the head as, as an I. I'm, an, I'm another guy who I joke a lot about the Jets, and we know that they've not had a lot of success the last few years. But when you're looking at it and you're looking at this year and you're looking at the near future between Buffalo and Miami and New England, these are teams that it's not you're not thinking, okay, they're good right now and are going to fall off here soon. They're teams that are good right now and look to be good for the near future for the next few years probably. So uh, you got to be thinking about that. Is that that's a big hurdle the Jets will have to get through just to even compete for this division. Besides the fact of guys of, of the moves they made and the draft picks they made to, like you said, done a pretty good job this offseason. I, I like the hiring of Robert Sala from uh, San Francisco, and I think uh, he'll be solid as a head coach. But you just got a lot to to try and work through when you got to play those three teams six times throughout the year. Yeah, now we're going to go through the AFC rankings one through four. Mitch, you go first. I think it's obvious Buffalo is going to come out and win this division. Could easily see them going 14-3, and 13-4, and four, uh, having a really good year once again. Don't think there's much more to say about that. Uh, they'll compete, have a chance to, to, to take that – to get to a Super Bowl if they can get through Kansas City. Uh, but I have them at number one. 
I have New England at number two. I think they're going to jump right back into the mix and win 10 games this year. I, I have them going 10-7 and seven right now. Uh, and I have Miami right behind them going 9-8. and eight. I could easily see in that flip-flopping and Miami actually topping them and getting that second spot. But uh, I think New England will edge them out, and they'll be right back in it this year. So New England 2 at 10-7, and seven, Miami 3 at 9-8, and eight, and then the Jets are going to be hovering around the bottom once again. Uh, I think they'll be lucky to win two, three, four games this year. Uh, but I don't see any hope of them competing with those top, with those top three teams in this division. So Buffalo 1, New England 2, Miami 3, and then the Jets rounding out as the fourth team in the AFC East. Yeah, those rankings are the same as mine with Buffalo 1, New England 2, Miami 3, and the Jets 4. But as you said, New England and Miami for that 2 and 3 spots, they could flip-flop easily. Um, I just like New England with Bill Belichick. Um, that's why I'm hanging on them at the 2 spot, essentially just because of the pedigree of Bill Belichick um, and because of Tua's uncertainty in Miami, I would say. But, guys, that is the AFC East and the NFC East. We'll be back next week to break down another conference of the NFL. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk with Cole. This week, my good friend Mitch joins me to talk about the AFC and NFC East. So without further ado, let's go.